Welcome back to Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. I'm Andy and I'm your host. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. Just look up our name. You'll see our logo there. Give us a follow, a subscribe. Um, Please give us a subscribe wherever you're listening to us, whether that be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, we're available, and that would be much appreciated. If you're a Ghostbusters fan, check out our um, Ecto-1 radio show that I do uh, twice a month on every other Sunday. That is also on our YouTube channel as well um, as some some Ghostbusters gaming videos and we're going to get more stuff on the channel up um, that's not Ghostbusters related as well on our on our YouTube channel but check that stuff out if you're interested in it um, so yeah um, you know any subscribe anywhere that you're listening that would be great leave a rating um, if you'd be so inclined that would be great for us as well all right today um, Let's see, we're into the second week of August here, and there's quite a few movies out right now. Um, I know that you have, you know, like The Mag 2, you have The Haunted Mansion, obviously, you know, Barbie is out, um, obviously Oppenheimer, which we're talking today. Um, Yeah, you've got a lot of stuff out right now, and so over the weekend... You know, I made my way to the theater to see Oppenheimer. And, you know, it's kind of funny when I was walking into the theater, there was a line going out of my local theater almost like to the end of the building. And I can't tell you the last time I've seen anything like that. I mean, even with movies like Avengers Endgame or Star Wars The Force Awakens, like, I didn't really see those kinds of lines, even though there was a lot of people, the theaters were packed, um, so this was, you know, it was kind of a crazy weekend, and, you know, one thing that was obvious to me was, you know, a big reason for, for, you know, all the people was there was just a lot of movies out right now, um, that people want to see. But I was interested walking into the theater because I was like, you know, Oppenheimer's been out for uh, a few weeks now. I'm a little late to the party on seeing it. Even though I really wanted to see it, I just haven't found the time yet. Um, And so I was really interested, you know, how many of these people are going to be there to see Oppenheimer? It's been out for a few weeks. You know, this is a, a late Saturday night showing. It's one of the later showings. I just don't know how many people realistically... Uh, are going to be here for Oppenheimer. And, you know, kind of selfishly, I was hoping it wasn't going to be a lot because I could just kind of have the theater to myself. And, you know, I love seeing movies in crowds of people and just enjoying, 
you know, the movie with people. If it's a, you know, like say a big franchise film, that's always kind of cool to be a part of the crowd. But I also love when a movie's been out for a few weeks and I can just kind of go into the theater with me or, you know, just me or, you know, me with a friend or whatever. And we can just kind of sit down in the theater and just kind of kick our feet up and, and, you know, enjoy the movie or, you know, by ourselves without anybody else. But that's not that was not the case for Oppenheimer. The, the theater was almost full, uh, which was really really shocking to me. Uh, with it being out, you know, a few weeks now, and it was again the late late Saturday night showing. Um, it was it was full, um, so that was an interesting you know experience right there um, off the top. Now this movie does currently sit at a ninety one percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, you know, it has very much been, um, it has very much been positively reviewed. And that's not really all that surprising, given, given that, you know, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. And, you know, that's kind of, he's one of those directors. He makes big, epic films, and, you know, people flock to the theaters to, to see them. You know, he's a, he's a lot, I, I kind of always liken him to maybe like a Tarantino guy. Where it doesn't seem like they make a ton of movies, but when they do, it's this big epic event. And and so, you know, um, just from knowing that and then looking at the initial, you know, sort of cast list and given the, the, the concept of the movie and what it's dealing with, you know, you would expect this movie to be pretty good. And so it's not shocking that it is positively rated. Um, because it, it is a well-made movie. So I saw the movie. What are my thoughts? Well, I'm going to start here. I did really enjoy this movie. I thought that, uh, you know, we can just start here. I thought the movie looked great. I thought that, you know, Christopher Nolan, he always does a good job with his visuals and, you know, <clears throat> the way, the, the, the different shots he uses and the, the cuts that he uses in his films. You know, that's all evident in this movie. Um, you know, you can just tell early on in the movie, really early on in the movie that he's making a big film and there's, you know, there's nothing small about this movie from, uh, you know, the story to the explosions. I mean, he's, he's doing it up big in this one. And so, you know, from, from visual effects to sound effects and all that, you know, that was all great. Um, the story is really good, but I have to be honest, I was, um, I was surprised, I guess is the best word I can use. Um, I was surprised at the, the way they handled this story. Um, you know, I did think it would be a lot more just about the building of the bomb and, you know, make no mistake, that's a huge a huge part of the movie, you know, that's, that's a big thing, but really what this movie deals with is more of, you know, the concept of, of Oppenheimer himself and how we, he was perceived by people and his, you know, moral compass and, and dealing with things like that. And, and that's not surprising, but, um, I was shocked at how much time, that took of the movie. Um, I really thought the, the building of the bomb and, and the lead up to the explosion was going to be more than it was in a, in, you know, a three hour film. Um, but really 
after the explosion takes place, the the detonation of the A-bomb, the testing of it, uh, there's a huge, huge, huge chunk of the movie after that dealing with the follow-ups and, you know, kind of jumping back and forth, um, you know, in different points in time. So, um, you know, I was kind of surprised at how that was laid out. Now, it was well done, but, uh, you know, I was just a little, a little surprised by that. Um, I'm going to go back and, and just say this right off the top. Um, I don't do non-spoiler reviews, so this is a spoiler review. If you haven't seen Oppenheimer, this is your fair warning right now. Um, I'm going to give away spoilers. It's, it's, you know, full spoilers, uh, you know, released here. So, you know, again, this is your one warning. If you don't want spoilers, I'm just telling you right now. The one thing that really jumped out at me when I watched this movie was the cast list. Now, I had seen the first trailer for this movie, and that was all I had seen. So, you know, I knew, obviously, Killian Murphy was in this movie. Um, I knew Robert Downey Jr. was in this movie. And then, I want to say I knew Matt Damon was in it, but I couldn't, I can't be 100% uh, sure of that. Cause I, I'm not, I, you know, it just seems like I knew that, but I, you know, the, the, the cast list, this thing had, I mean, just to give you a, a point of reference, like I said, Matt Damon is in this movie, Matt Damon. Okay. And let me look at how far I have to go down the cast list to get to just his name. So three, So I have to go down like 35 spots in the cast list to get to Matt Damon. And that if that doesn't tell you what kind of, you know, cast this movie has, I mean, I don't know what would. This is a huge cast with a lot of stars. One of the ones that jumped out to me first and foremost was Josh Hartnett. Now, if you're like me and you, you know, you are, <laughs> you kind of grew up in that time period, the nineties, uh, you know, very early two thousands, Josh Hartnett is, he was the, the guy in almost, you know, all the movies you saw, rom-coms and all that. He was that guy. He was that guy playing the teenage boy. He was the, you know, kind of the guy everybody wanted in their movie during you know the 90s especially and um but i just i haven't i think the last movie i saw him in honestly was maybe halloween h2o i mean (laughs) yeah i mean you're, you're talking that came out in 98 i mean that's that's like probably the last time i saw him in anything and that was years ago and and so to see him in such a big role in this movie, first of all, was cool because he was great in this movie. Uh, you know, he played the role of Ernest Lawrence, uh, who worked really, uh, you know, closely with Oppenheimer, um, you know, throughout his early days, but also on um, working on the the A bomb. And he's really good in this movie. I I, I was really surprised. It is it, it's it's always kind of cool. Kind of the same way with you know what we've been seeing with uh, Brendan Fraser, it's it's kind of cool to see you know 
some of the older actors who you know just haven't been around or been you know quote unquote relevant for so long it's really cool to see you know sometimes see them you know make a comeback and so uh you know i think that this is this is something that could almost re-spark his career and um yeah i just thought that was really interesting and i wanted to, to point that out but besides that, I mean, you have Emily Blunt, who plays Kitty Oppenheimer, uh, Robert Oppenheimer's wife. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, you have Robert Downey Jr., who plays Louis Strauss. Alden Ehrenreich, uh, who plays uh, the Senate aide. You have Scott Grimes. You have Jason Clark, Kurt Kohler, Tony Goldwyn, um, James D'R.C. Uh, let's just uh, keep going here. You got Alex Wolf. You've got Dylan Arnold, Florence Pugh. Um, obviously, I said Matt Damon. You have Dane DeHaan in this movie. You have Josh Peck, Jack Quaid. I mean, it's Rami Malek. I mean, you Casey Affleck, who who just plays a small role in this movie. Um, Steve Coulter. Yeah, you've just got like a ton. A Gary Oldman, forgot about Gary Oldman. I mean, my gosh, you know, he's one of the best character actors of all time. Yeah, so you just got like a ton of names in this movie and a lot of uh, recognizable people. And that's kind of one of the perks of seeing a Christopher Nolan film is that's, that's pretty much how it's going to be. You're going to see, you know, big names and big stars and, and um, you know, I think I read something over the weekend where, you know, Matt Damon was currently in uh, kind of an acting hiatus. Um, he was kind of had been taking a, a break from acting for a long while. But his one stipulation uh, to the um, to that rule with his wife, I guess he had sort of a, a deal with his wife. That the one stipulation was if Chris Nolan calls. You know he's gonna he's gonna step back into acting, and so obviously he came back for this, and you know that's again how how much more praise can you sing for Chris Nolan uh, than when you can be you know at the top of an A list actors you know list like that of directors that he wants to work with. So um, yeah, great cast list. I think everybody was really good in this. Um, I'm trying to think of something I thought was a standout performance. I mean, Matt Damon was really good. If you want to point something out again, Josh Hartnett was really good. Um, besides them, I mean, Alden Ehrenreich was good. Robert Downey Jr. was 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 really good in his role um, as Louis Strauss. Uh, a couple of actors that um, I was surprised to see, you know, being a big Halloween fan, um, I did notice a couple of familiar faces in Dylan Arnold and Jefferson Hall. Uh, both guys worked on uh, Halloween 2018, and Dylan Arnold also worked on Halloween Kills. Um, they were they were you know lead lead characters, lead actors in in, in those movies. Um, so that was kind of cool to see them. I haven't seen them in much more than that, so it was kind of kind of a cool thing to see. Uh, but yeah, th this it was a star-studded cast, and I think that everybody played their part well, um, especially when you get into the scenes of 
uh, you know, they're bit when they're building the A bomb and working on, uh, you know, the the A bomb and and you know how they're going to build it and all that. You know, there's some great, um, some great acting in those parts across a lot of different characters. And um, the one thing that I really liked about this movie was the dynamic between Oppenheimer, or you know, Killian Murphy, and a lot of the other people in this movie. I think that he really knocked this role out of the park. And and one reason why this movie is doing so well is because of how well he played that role. And you know, he was. It's interesting because you know he was. He was likable, even though he had some, uh, I guess you could say, moral flaws. Or um, I don't really want to say he was uh, like an anti-hero or anything like that. But there is something that you you kind of that makes you kind of uh, root for him a little bit. Um, but there's also something to him that you're kind of like, you're thinking, what, what is this guy doing? You know, because he, he kind of understands what, what he's building this bomb for. But at the same time, when you get later into the movie and in his story, um, you know, you can clearly see the sort of the, uh, the consequences of his actions. You can see, you know, how he feels about what he has done and the fact that he understands it. And, you know, there's a great scene with him and Gary Oldman, and Gary Oldman is playing uh, President Truman. And Oppenheimer, you know, visits the White House, visits the Oval Office, and is sitting in there talking to President Truman. And, you know, he basically tells the president that, you know, I feel as though I have blood on my hands and, you know, the president t- doesn't take that very well and, and pretty much throws him out of his office. And, you know, the, there was uh, another great scene that sort of uh, captures that where he's given a speech. And during the speech, you hear this large buildup of sound and then you see a big flash. And he's kind of having uh, a moment there where he's you know, looking out at the crowd and imagining, you know, they've had a bomb dropped on them, or, you know, the bomb that he built. And, you know, he, you can just tell, you can see the remorse for what he's done. And, um, and I think that all of that was super well done, super well directed. Um, so yeah, there's so much about this movie to like at the same time with it being such a long movie there's just a lot to take in. You real this is not a a popcorn movie where you just, you know, come in and sit down and, you know, you want, you know, a couple hours of just a good time and you don't have to think too much. This is not that movie. This is the opposite of that movie. If you're not gonna be engaged and, you know, really be glued to the screen, you're gonna get lost. And it's probably gonna bore you. And I actually um I would say if I had one issue with this movie, it's that the last 45 minutes or so uh, does not always do the best job of keeping the audiences interested. And I can tell you that from personal experience because in my theater, there were, you know, like I told you, it was nearly a full theater. But within the last 20 minutes or so, I did see quite a few people 
actually get up and leave. And and I don't think it's because they weren't enjoying the movie. I just think people started to get really bored after the 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 A bomb had been tested, and we were sort of into the 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 trial and you know the aftermath. And you know I think people sort of started losing interest. And the one thing I'll say is that Chris Nolan, I think you can you can definitely see that he realized that you know some of that stuff may be a little much because there are, there are a lot of times in the last you know thirty to forty five minutes where you know he'll try to build up these certain moments you know build up what the characters are saying saying to try to you know give you the weight and the depth of what's being said or what's happening and you know really using sound cues and visual cues to keep you engaged so i definitely think that he's aware but you know unfortunately there there are just a lot of people who you know they kind of like their messages delivered pretty straightforward and they don't want to um you know they don't want to stay engaged with with a movie for that long and that's kind of the one of the things you run into with a 3 hour plus movie you're just going to have some of that with with some people um so could there have been some time cut off of this movie let's say 20 to 25 minutes maybe sure i think yeah there probably could have been and and you know maybe a few more people would have stayed engaged with it but like i said the movie it's come out with a 91 percent audience score i never look at the critic score some of you may be new to this conversation but i don't listen to anything critics have to say i just don't the, you know those people are uh, you know they may go to school to study film and all that but at the end of the day we're the majority the fans are the majority so it really just doesn't matter what critics think like we're the people who's going to spend the dollar that's going to be the vote on whether or not we liked the movie or not and whether or not you know those kind of movies keep getting made or whether they get sequels or what the studio decides to do in the future that's all us you know that's that's all decided by us so it really just doesn't matter what critics say and so i never pay even though this movie has an even better critic score than than you know the audience score but at 91 percent uh on rotten tomatoes i mean this people like this movie so it's not really a big deal but I would say if you made me pick one thing, I would have changed a little bit. It would be I, I would probably cut a few minutes out. Um, but with that being said, I was engaged from start to finish. I really enjoyed this movie. It's it's another one of uh, you know Christopher Nolan's uh, you know hits as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's definitely not my favorite. Chris Nolan film I, I think that would still go to the dark night um but and and I would honestly say I think I I was a little bit more mind blown and and a little bit more um a little bit more just blown away with Interstellar when I initially saw it and and you know I think I think that's a better movie than than this is so it's I definitely wouldn't put this at, at like the top of the the Chris Nolan list but at the same time, it's hard to find really anything wrong with this movie. It is, it's very enjoyable. Um, you know, I think that it's one of those movies that if you can see it in IMAX, I would definitely try to do that just, just for it to get a little bit more epic. 
uh, the, the, the detonation of the bomb and the testing, that was really cool and really well done. One thing that's interesting to note is that Chris Nolan says, you know, they used no CGI in this film. So that, I love that, first of all. I love that there are directors out there still willing to to fight that good fight of using practical effects. And, 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 you know, again, if you've heard me talk about it before, I just think practical effects always, almost always just look better and, and you know, work better. And, <clears throat> you know, keep you... Um, keep you in in the world of realism just a little bit better than cgi does and you know he really did a great job with this movie and the the yeah the the detonation of the bomb and the explosion and the the sound design and lighting that was all really well done it looked great sitting in a theater it was almost like we watched a real a bomb blow up i mean it was really cool how they did that so you know props for that um but yeah I hate to sum up, you know, a three-hour movie in 30 minutes or less, but there's just not much to say. You got to see it for yourself and, and, you know, kind of just enjoy the ride because that's really kind of what a Chris Nolan film is. It's just like a big ride that you just got to get engaged with. And and, um, this is one that um, is very worthy of your time, very worthy of your dollar, and it is a film that I certainly... Uh, enjoyed it was a good way to spend three hours on a saturday night i'll tell you that all right guys um that's all i have to do that well actually let's take a few minutes to talk about something here right at the tail end um now that i think about it so this is sort of old news but it has been talked about a lot and i wanted to throw in my two cents on it i don't know how many of you out there have seen the Wonka trailer, but I saw it and I've actually had some people ask me about it, my thoughts on it. So I just kind of want to talk about it here. Now, just to give you some background, I'm a big fan of the, the Gene Wilder, you know, the uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I, that's some, the movie I grew up with. I think it's an extremely creative movie. Gene Wilder's great, uh, in that movie. Um, and you know, again, it's just extremely creative very much of its time, which works well in its favor. Um, and it's, it's, it's just a really good movie. And I think that this movie is sort of attempting to play more in that way than maybe more so towards the, the Tim Burton directed Charlie and the chocolate factory. Um, the trailer for this though, just did. It, it's not for me. I, I just, I, the, 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 the way they've handled it, just looks like it's not really in my wheelhouse. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I kind of joked with somebody over the weekend. I don't know if it's because it ends with the Hugh Jackman Oompa Loompa thing that just reminded me, like the minute I saw the Hugh Jackman Oompa Loompa uh, scene right at the end of the trailer, it sort of just gave me flashbacks to seeing that Cats trailer for the first time. So... Uh, you know, take that for what you will. It just, it just didn't work very well for me. Um, but yeah, that is something I wanted to talk about a little bit. I just, 
doesn't look like it's going to be my type of movie personally, but I have been asked about my thoughts on it, so I thought I would uh, give them here. But um, yeah, guys, that's my review of Oppenheimer. Uh, I really enjoyed the movie. Again, it's a great way to spend your time and spend your dollars, so if you're interested, definitely check that one out. All right, guys, this has been all for this episode. This has been Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. I'm Andy, and we'll catch you next time.